It's like we never left. Yeah. Same jokes. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so uh, wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Merry Kwanzaa. And welcome to episode one of the reboot of Trailer Park Podcast. Oh my god. Oh my god. I knew it. I knew something <clears throat> exciting was going to happen tonight. I felt it. I was like, mm-hmm. seven months. Hey, this here it comes, baby. Here it comes. Here it comes. Reboot. Yeah, we've been away for six months, give or take, and I have developed a little bit of Q&A here to get everybody caught up in what we've missed over the last six months. It's going to be a good time as we are have as we have gathered here today for the first episode of Season 2 of Trailer Park Podcast Series, brought to you by Sad Sack Studios. <clears throat> this is the second season? It's the reboot. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm throwing a lot of, a lot of now mis- it's, misdirection now it's out called, there. Now it's called The Trailer Park Podcast. Yeah. See, I watched Now You See Me earlier today, and I'm I'm throwing misdirection out. I'm trying to... <laughs> yeah, setting up the prestige. That's right. That's right. It is actually episode 151 and 151, if you guys would like me to go into my normal... Uh, numerologist. Rundown. First, Wait, I give you... number one? I give you a bunch of gobbledygook. Wait, starting over? Wait, is this number one? No, this is 151. We're going with legacy numbering. 151. Oh. You're hanging on too much to the reboot. It was a joke. Oh, that was a <laughs> doing it like big old number one. <clears throat> okay, yeah, one fifty one. Let's do this. One fifty one. I'm sorry. One fifty one a. We're not introducing letters into this, Amanda. Those are, you, you can't do an affinity numerology on one fifty one a. This is like a parallel timeline <sighs> podcast that co-occurs and exists in a, with our existing podcast. Well, it well, is. It is the number of uniform paracompact honeycombs with infinite facets and vertex figures in the third dimension, which stem really from 23 different... I pattern uh, from a backsplash. <laughs> with vertex figures? Yeah, it's a bunch of gobbledygook. But the important thing about 151 is that the energy of 151 is introspective and intuitive. A person imbued with 151 energy enjoys exploring the old and creating the new <laughs> sounds masturbatorial <laughs> i mean that kind of lines up guys doesn't it it kind of does yeah it also looks like a voluptuous woman jerking off two dudes yeah that's side. that's what it does look like that's true voluptuous woman jerking off two dudes yeah one on each side <laughs> <laughs> had some sound effects there okay all right, well, let's just uh, jump into the roundtable here. We've got a lot to talk about. Six months has gone by. That's right. That means you were getting, you usually did, the, the, what, like one a month? Right. We've got 30 trailers tonight. That's right. Yeah, I hope you guys have a babysitter because we are going long. Thirty trailers. How many fulcrums is that? There's, quick, uh, five, quick, five trailers quick. for each section. Quick, mm-hmm. six fulcrums. Six. 
Yeah. So we'd have to do 36 trailers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Regale me. Let's, uh, let's, let's, you know, gloss over movies that are, that don't need to be talked about and just talk about ones that we, you know, had an impact on us. So that means anything riff tracks related, any of that, we can just gloss over that. We don't need to get into that. Oh, sorry. I thought I was being invited. No, I was being shunned. <laughs> <laughs> well, you give us such a detailed appraisal of all of these whack job movies as you watch them. So, you know. That's what's... It's truly giving him, like, the, the, the Christmas joy is sharing those films um, with all of us. Um, but what, do, what have I watched over the last six months? Um, you know, I couldn't say... Um, much of anything really uh, you saw well, that nick cage one right the weird one dream what scenario dreams yeah I did dream scenario it was uh it was the first half was great we really liked the first half and then um we thought the second half was a different movie that we didn't like basically interesting idea though yeah yeah very yeah. very and, yeah. and i wanted it to be different than it was because uh, yeah well, I mean, that's how I felt about Barbie was the first half great movie. And the second half was like a different movie that I didn't, I didn't go to see that. Daniel just watched Barbie this week, yesterday or yes. Sunday. And I had like, I had a similar reaction, not quite as like, like I didn't hate the second half, but I also felt like, oh, the first half was so like colorful and hilarious. And then it became like a whole weird political thing that mm. didn't even seem to really put women in a good light like i thought like their tactics of getting barbie land back were like oh this is like the the not good parts of being a woman and it's underhanded and he ended up just like taking it back instead of making it equal mm -hmm. so i didn't quite understand what the political messaging was and uh, i didn't like that uh ken didn't also get a little bit smarter as barbie got smarter no the whole movie is about alan <laughs> And this, yes, and I thought Alan should have been ultimately the the savior of everything. Like I feel like Alan <laughs> should have put the, the two sides together, the ultimate mediator. Well, it he forced got, you. Kind of got backshadowed. It forced you to either like be woke and self righteous about the patriarchy at the end, or it forced you to just like lean into it. And I, as a man, was leaning into it hard. Like I was, I was pro Ken. I was Team Ken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like there should be some closure for me as a male viewer, but I didn't get any closure. As a segregate Ken, you're yeah, you're not happy. I enjoyed I enjoyed the whole movie. Yeah, because he also got friend zoned. He yeah. got friend zoned hard. Yeah. I liked Barbie. Um, she was great. Yes, but I I sort of put aside the like patriarchy getting barbie land back i sort of see that as the like b plot that i don't care very much about even though i think everybody sees that as the a plot to me like i was so moved like emotionally moved by barbie's like awakening mm -hmm. like her solo story made the whole thing for me and like really moved me to tears both times i've watched it so you know ken and all of the Ken drama is funny and silly. And yes, there I, I hate the way that um, the Barbies pit the Kens against each other by taking advantage of their 
affection for Barbie. I'm like, this is what men hate about women. And y'all just use this in the movie. Like you flippantly use this. Like, no, this is not good. You, you didn't use your intellect. You didn't use anything. You just used your feminine wiles. Like this was a mistake. This was a mistake in how you wrote the story. And it really made me angry. Um, but all that I can sort of ignore and brush off and just like enjoy her, you know, coming to terms with not being what she always was and um, choosing a different path or however you want to see it. Yeah. All those, all those <clears throat> moments that you just described were done really well, better than they should have, honestly. So I, I was say... also moved to tears uh, when Ken went through his trials and tribulations. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that uh, the, it was super awesome to watch an original movie with no back catalog. And then it was really cool for three weeks. And then on the third week, they made, they knew they were going to make a billion dollars. And that's when Mattel was like, that's it. We're coming out with Uno. We're coming out with Barbie. We're coming out with Ken. We're coming out with Alan. We're coming out with Weird Barbie. We're going to do the Mattel CU. Right. And, uh, and I was like, you know... This was cool for three weeks. It lasted. That's all it takes now. Three weeks for you to ruin, Mattel, to ruin it. Mattel CU. That's MCU. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the uh, oh. the toy <clears throat> MCU. <clears throat> the game. Yeah, they, they would be foolish to squander what is a nice sort of you know lightning in a bottle. Uh, but no, while there wasn't the same emotional moments for Ken's journey, because Barbie did have some really sincere moments. But I, like Nathan, I did feel a very proud uh, connection to Ken when he comes into the real world and goes off by himself for the first time. And he's just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, he just sees like men doctors, men cops, men construction workers. He's just flipping out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something wrong with Barbie Land. Oh, no, I can't go in the water. I only beach. <laughs> beach. It's beach. Um, very quickly, let's let's touch on a few here. I'll do a few quick ones. No hard feelings. Enjoyed it. Oh, we watched that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I was expecting to not like it, and it was it was pretty good. Uh, sorry, we only have coke. We only have coke here. Did you want to leave? <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, you fuck? <laughs> Did you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some <laughs> some good moments there, and uh, MI7 was uh, very concerning. Oh yeah, the, I watched yeah. that too. The, uh, oh yeah, the android, the entity, the AI the entity, entity is so cheeseball of a yeah, name. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is that we watched that, and I sat through it and was like, you know, I enjoyed a couple of these action scenes. Yeah, and then and then we talked about it, and uh, Nathan and Chelsea and Nathan's dad, and and the three of us tore it apart so bad, <laughs> like it was nonstop about how garbage <laughs> this movie was. And I was like, I guess I didn't like it because when I left, I was like, oh, you know, it was okay. And then by the, by the end of this conversation, that was like 45 minutes long. I was like, man, there's like nothing good about this movie. Like not one thing. I have a hard time recalling it. You're missing the the funniest part of that whole scenario is that we sat there trashing on Mission Impossible 7 in front of my father. And then at the end of the conversation, he was like, well, I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) That's. There yeah. we go. That sounded yeah. more like him. I was like, I couldn't see him like yeah. digging into it. I think he'd just be like, "Wow, it was a good movie." Yeah, yeah I thought it was good. Action, powerful, powerful. That, that, that's his joke all the time. Is that when a movie's powerful, 
or when it, when it's an action movie, he says it's powerful. Like after they went and saw John Wick Four, my mom was like, "Well, that's an absolute piece of garbage." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my dad's text message in the group chat after that was like, "Powerful." <laughs> yeah, your uh, mom must have been exhausted yeah. by John Wick Four. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She was just. Uh, ugh. She's probably wiggling in her seat and having the worst time of her life. Dumb Money. Also good. Enjoyed it. I didn't see it. Dumb Money. That's the one about GameStop. GameStop. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gran Turismo. Surprising. Enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun. Hmm. Oppenheimer. Liked it. Oh, come on. No. Good times. I have have some like cinephile nerdiness appreciation for Oppenheimer. There's a few scenes that were like really well done. Oppenheimer's exceptional. I've watched it three times and it feels like I put it on and then the movie's over. Like I, do, I feel no drag Get watching it out, out at all. <laughs> Not one second. I swear to God. You're talking to people like that can't over. handle three hour plus movies unless that has Jason Momoa, Momoa and Vin Diesel in them. That's uh, not true. We were just remarking today that we did not remember that the Batman was three hours long. That's yeah. fair. Good, so. good job, guys. But then I, I, I think right after that, I was like, how did we ever do it? Yeah, we were <laughs> like, well, not going to watch it, it again. Sucks, it sucks you in. <laughs> if a movie can suck you in and make you not think about the time for like half of the journey, then <clears throat> it's probably fine. I thought about the time in MI7. Oh, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to recommend a movie to you guys on Netflix right now. It's called Fair Play. Chelsea and I watched it one night just on a whim, and it was actually, like, very engaging and and good. So if you see Fair Play come up on Netflix, you'll be like, oh, hey, Nathan talked about this. Click, play, watch, <laughs> enjoy. Do you want to talk about the killer, David Fincher? Fincher. Oh, we watched that. You did? We did. The Fassbender movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, mind I it. I fell asleep then. I, I was into it. I didn't mind it. I liked the vibe. Uh, Andrew didn't like it. That is not true. Yeah, you said you didn't like it. That Who did I say that to? Me? Are you mistaking me for Chelsea? Oh, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going your... to let her know because uh, she said she didn't like it. I enjoyed it. Okay, maybe Chelsea and I had a similar experience. Mine was, I think for the first like hour, I was like, oh, I dig this vibe. I, I could listen to him describe spy tactics and... Mm-hmm killer assassin tactics and shit all day long and then i was like all right all right so what are we doing let's go what's the what, what's the main focus here and then all of a sudden it was like credits i was like oh okay it was just a, well, a movie about him took umbrage with the fact that he spends all of his time talking about how you can't like be personal or have personal blah 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 and then the whole thing is he had a girlfriend that they mm. like it go it flew against his entire his hypocrite. Personality. His hypocrite. Uh, rules, whatever. Mm-hmm. Code. Code. I'm going to I'm gonna say this. There's a thing that's so, happened with filming. That's true, though. He, sure. was a, he was a hypocrite, now that you bring that up. <clears throat> but isn't everybody? Sure. <laughs> Not when you're supposed to be, like, an autistic, unemotional killer. Like, then yeah. the fact that you have a, a, a regular human relationship, those two things are inconsistent. It's true. I think that's why I fell asleep. I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> I gave up on it. Yeah. I think my problem with it is that you can tell that it was filmed during COVID because there should be a lot more background people and there's just oh not. God, that's your criticism. There's not. You can tell that this is like super solitary 
but it's not a solitary movie. Like, there's other people in it, and... Well, I didn't have that observation, personally. I think uh, there's a bunch of movies that have come out that are missing the element of humans. Okay. <sighs> well. But I enjoyed it. You know what the killer was actually missing? What? Hey, hey, Jay! Hey, oh. Jay! <laughs> That's right. And finally, I will talk about one last movie, and I'm going to recommend this movie, and I don't care what the intern has to say. Went to the theater to see this movie uh, last week. Uh, Silent Night, starring Joel Kinnaman, the new action Santa winter Christmas movie. Are you aware of this film? It's a vengeance movie, yeah? It's a vengeance movie, so immediately Daniel's on board. It's a vengeance Mm -hmm. movie about a child being murdered and vengeance for the child getting murdered but the nicks like okay the the niche of this movie is that nobody says anything they grunt they make vocal noises but nobody says a single word no no talking no talking it's a silent john woo letting the action speak for itself Uh it is there's some amusing points it's missing doves it doesn't have the John Woo doves. Daniel, this man builds himself up in his garage. Yep. One he is not a skilled time. killer, but he builds himself up on his own in his garage. Training nice. regiment, like montage, X's on a calendar, completely ignores the wife. Yep. Mother's Day. Yeah. There was Mother's Day <laughs> on the calendar, and he's just like, she just shows her like by herself. And he's like, so, so focused on his vengeance. What I'm hearing you say is that it was filmed during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it has a, a like, it has a, a unique niche and it sticks to it and it goes all the way with it, which is commendable. Have we been on this podcast since Daniel and I watched Sisu? Sisu. Oh, I don't think I've heard any feedback about Sisu. I watched, watched that recently. Sisu a while back. It was very good. Or it was very fun, I guess. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. We like Sisu. It I delivered... Think- yeah, he oh, delivered. Yeah, Brutality-wise, yes. <laughs> Big yes. time. And lots of just like, you know, similar uh, to the way you just described the Silent Night movie. A lot of just grunting, <laughs> watching a man just yes. exist through sheer will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think my only complaint was like the last 15 minutes or so, you're shark. just like, oh, okay. So now we're just like in cartoon land. Like this isn't just like, man, look at this guy and the beating he can take. Now it's like, well, this isn't human. <laughs> but uh, all of it, yeah, it's great. It's fun. Okay. Which is a similar complaint that I have about the John Wick films too, which is like, okay, like, you, you've, this guy's—he's he's been shot five times. He's been—all of his ribs are broken, and now you're also going to kick him down forty-seven hundred flights of stairs. Like, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Uh, honestly, there's nothing like that in Silent Night. All of Silent Night's action is believable. Yeah, that's true. Reined in. Oh, I, I found it. Yep. I did watch a good horror film. I think it. I think it's Spanish, maybe Portuguese. Um, but it's like you know, big, big budget, big, big quality or high quality. When Evil Lurks. Didn't I mention that to you when I watched it a little while back? I don't know. It's like very. <laughs> it's true. I do. I, I I talk so much schlock horror to her. She has no idea when I mention an actual good one. Um, <clears throat> it's like uh, it's got very intense vibe to it, and it sort of just 
you think it's going to be slow by the way that it opens and then it just kicks off and it just runs with it and it's got a very weird like sort of lore that it's dealing with where you know in these on the rural outskirt villages um so you know sometimes like someone weak or pathetic in the village can get possessed by a demon and when that happens you have to like have it be properly exercised if you just kill the person that's possessed then you like let that thing loose to to wreak more havoc and so <laughs> these like two farmers notice that their neighbor's kid has been locked away for a long time and they go over to investigate and they just uncover and i guess if you keep the demon inside of you for too long you just like truly rot physically and they just like find this almost rotted to death disgusting bloated possessed kid and you know they try to get an exorcist but they can't and then accidents happen and it gets out and then it's just like it's just it's very dark and gory and weirdly intense for being an obscure sort of horror film <laughs> so if you uh <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's got the same vibes as, like, The Witch and everything, but it's got, like, a similar sort of, I don't know, back of your throat dread to it, which is which is unique. Uh, sign me up. Uh, <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. Merry Christmas. But, like, okay, Happy so hours. take that. The other side of the coin is a great movie that we watched together, The Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> Possessing a pig. This is you making fun of Russell Crowe the whole time, though. You're mocking this movie. But no, I'm not mocking him because he is doing the movie. I mean, yeah, he knows why he's there and what movie he's in. Everyone else is trying to make a mediocre, forgettable horror film. Yeah, he's like, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a memorable. Yeah, (laughs) have some fucking fun. Yeah, it is so entertaining. It is such a good time. Yeah, eighty pounds overweight. In a crazy cartoon Italian accent, he does the the wrist flicking motion. He rides a Vespa everywhere, including a cross country. (laughs) (laughs) And he gets in heated, sarcastic, sassy, like, you know, diocese arguments with his brethren all the time. They like equate to like snapping your fingers in a Z motion. Like, uh, yeah, he's fun. Gotta see it. Well, I tell you, if I'm going to watch one of them, it's going to be the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> I support your decision. Okay. Um, anybody else, anything to add, or would you like to do a Q&A to get you caught up in the last six months? Yeah, I probably need to do that. I don't know. There's been so many films over the last six months. God knows. I'm tired. We better close it down. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel, ready to grab there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. Okay. Question one. What was the tagline on the movie poster for the Meg to the Trench? Is it new Meg old chum? New Meg new chum? Or back for seconds? Those are all horrible. <clears throat> oh, man. I was just looking at a poster of this movie today, I know. too. It's going to uh, be the second. Or the we first own one. it. Yeah. <laughs> you own it. Well, um... New Meg, new chum. New Meg, new chum. The answer is all three of them oh, were yeah. used. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> on different posters. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, how many times did the intern cry when he watched The Boy and the Heron? A, more than once. Mm. B, leave him alone. It's embarrassing. 
Oh, I'm, I'm, I bet he wept. Yeah. I bet he wept the moment it's like yeah. uncontrollable. You know, we were watching Silent Night together, and he was like, "Yeah, I went and watched Boy and the Heron, and I cried." And I was like, "Boy and the Heron." He was like, "Yeah, it's uh, such and such Miyazaki's last film." I'm like, "His last film was like five years ago." No, yeah, this one's this, his last one. This is his third last film. Either. Sorry, Daniel. I don't think this one is his last one either. Yeah, me. No, either. he's totally working on the next one. Me. Either. Uh, which superhero movie grossed the least amount of money worldwide? The a, Marvels. The Marvels. B. Morbius. Or C. Blue Beetle. Marvels. Marvels. Uh, the answer is Blue Beetle. Mm. Tanked. And that happened in the last six months. The Marvels is still going. The Marvels is still collecting revenue. It has already passed Blue Beetle. Movie you are happiest to no longer have to endure the marketing for. A. The Creator. B. The Exorcist Believer. Or C. Barbenheimer. Exorcist Believer. Yeah, me too. It was uh... Although oh, the... Yes, also for me, but only because I happen to be watching Big Brother with you. And that fucking movie bought a tie-in to the show and they built the whole show around it, I guess. Yeah, I remember that. In the scary <laughs> in the scary verse. Yeah. They were um, exercising each other. The, the cre- yeah, they're running around in that town. Yeah. Uh, the creator had this tagline or this pumped up, um, what do we used to call those? The uh, quoting persuader? Yeah, the quoting persuasion. Hmm. It had a quoting Did- persuasion saying it was the greatest science fiction film in the last 10 years. And every time it said that, I was like, Dune? <laughs> <laughs> Better than Dune. Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Whatever. Blade. True or false? The Hunger Games, the ballad, the Hunger Games, colon, the ballad of songbirds and snakes has the exact same running time as Napoleon. No way. Does the answer, it? The answer is true. They are, they are both exactly two hours and 37 minutes. <clears throat> Napoleon was like. <sighs> yeah, you said it was bad. He it watched was, Napoleon. He said it was bad. Yeah, it was, it was not good. What Transformers movie came out in June of this year? A, Dark of the Moon, B, The Last Night, C, Rise of the Beasts, or D, Age of Extinction? Age of Extinction. Rise of the Beasts? Daniel's right. Uh, Rise of the Beasts. Oh, Age of Extinction already happened. That was part of the previous Quintology. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is the new Quintology. Who sees these movies? They come out like every six months. It's like like Assassin's Creed games. Like Mm -hmm. there's just another one all the time. There's like six of them in the like highest grossing films of all time for like the top 100 well the last night k-n-i-g-h-t with yeah. with uh, optimus prime holding a giant sword on the front it should be starring kira knightley i had no idea i forgot about that movie completely we were watching we were staying at my parents condo in, in bc and we were just throwing in weird movies they had that were in the drawer and uh yeah there was a preview for the last night and i was like what the fuck what is this? What is this? I don't think I saw any, any of those. I haven't seen The Beast. No. I haven't seen Bumblebee. No. Age I, of Ex- I've the, seen the Age, first one. Or The Night or The Extinction. They keep clearing the <laughs> like 500 million worldwide. So people need to stop going to them. And the next one is called Transformers 1. It's an animated Transformers movie. Well, that's better. In February about the origins of Cybertron, which is possibly actually worth our time maybe. But I don't know. Amanda, you want to talk about any 5090s stuff, or have you just completely abandoned your task? <laughs> Asking me to watch a decade 
of movies inside of a year. That just seems really unreasonable. I no, it was I fifty. Like it was fifty. A list of fifty movies, and you were like, "Oh yeah, no problem. I'll knock them down while I'm on maternity leave." <laughs> that didn't happen. As it turned out, the second <laughs> child was a lot more challenging than the first child. Yeah. Well, I can't speak to any of that. I just immediately have to shut up now. I think it was a weekend of Bernie's is next on the docket. No, that's not on my list. Yeah, well, it's a must. <laughs> <laughs> it's on his list. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't updated the last ones you told me you watched anyway. So we got some we got some cleaning up to do there. We should probably do that as as a team effort. We should probably yeah. These these books are sloppy. What books? Yeah, these books. Your records. Oh my! Oh, the the books. Okay. Yeah, the, the books. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I've, I'm feeling an urge to move forward here. Unless, oh yeah. Let's move. Uh, I think Amanda did want to rant about Now You See Me 3. I didn't want to rant about it. I'm very excited. Oh, <laughs> you're excited about it. Oh, yeah. I thought you wanted to rail up on it because of how terrible the movies are. I rewatched Now You See Me today, preparing for you to dig into these movies because of how much garbage the first one no. is no she loves them yeah. i love them i've been defending those movies on this podcast for the better part of a decade oh what are you talking God. about okay Nathan, fine. you said amanda was gonna rant and that was the whole point of this i thought she was gonna rant this is not acceptable i started i was like trying to dig my teeth back into it and i was like what the fuck is this movie oh you made intern watch it too well, he came in for the reveal with Mark Ruffalo, who was a completely different person the entire movie, and then they revealed he wasn't, and it was bullshit. <laughs> and then they, they went to the eye. He wasn't. The, the, fir- the absurd. Merry-go-round. The absurd ending that has no support from the rest of the movie. Whatever. <laughs> so it's real. Fun. And so fun. And they then missed... Dana in the second one. I don't know why. They, <laughs> they missed a huge opportunity with the second one. Why do you call it Now You See Me 2? You should be calling it now. You don't. Yeah. Or now you see me again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, the third one could be now you see me again, but the second one. Or you know, now, now you've don't. seen me. Yeah. Now, oh yeah. Now you've seen me. Yeah, that's, all of these are good. What I love about the fact that they're making a third installment is that nobody wants it, which is my <laughs> new, <laughs> my new favorite genre of Hollywood film, right. and they're making tons of them. Like, hmm. who wanted the Marvels? Nobody. Who wanted Now You See Me 3? Nobody. It's. Did people want that mocking the song of Bird and Fire? No. no? Nobody wanted <laughs> a prequel Hunter, uh, Hunger Games film. Nobody wanted it. Mm-mm. It's, uh, uh, it's primo. That's the same with the Harry Potter stuff. Well, let's get into the lineup, shall we? We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. <laughs> I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had. Before. Okay, now we don't say this very often. <laughs> the greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. In the lineup to which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Trailer Park Podcast. Well, I like a good pound. Uh, Sadzak has has issued a few statements, okay? 
Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number 80 means harmony. Headliner for our return is Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Here we go. Whatever you have to do. However long it takes. Promise me you'll find your way home. Furiosa. Give me this promise. crossroads right now but nathan start us off furiosa a mad max saga worried or excited i think it's very important to bring that up daniel and i think that we should go back and remind ourselves what andrew's position is uh regarding this saga (laughs) i'm i'm so happy that there's going to be a good action movie with a story Unlike a two-hour and a a half car chase. Oh, don't bring Mad Max into this. (laughs) This Jesus. This is going to be the... Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is a a tough one because he has a love affair in his mind with Anya Taylor-Joy. And I also like Anya Taylor-Joy. And when I first heard that she was being cast as Furiosa, I knew 
that this crossroads would bring us joy. (laughs) (laughs) Anya Taylor joy. And I am excited. I think this looks fun. I really enjoyed Mad Max Fury Road. So did the majority of critics. And I, um, I gotta say, I even like Chris Hemsworth there with his funny nose. I think that's great. I think all of it looks great. It looks like there's going to be a, a chase one way. Maybe she'll turn around and come back. What do you think, intern? I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a, an action movie that is uh, one long car chase uh, with these made-up cars in a post-apocalyptic world, which I disagree with. And you know, What do you disagree with about the, the best, post-apocalyptic the world? The best actresses can be in bad things, too. It's okay. I can still love her. Right, because <laughs> because she gives you... Oh, I, I would have uh, um, a marginal erection. <laughs> more than more than marginal. Okay. All right, well, we're not hiding it. So pulsating. What... Yeah. <laughs> pulsating. What about the post-apocalyptic world uh, do you I don't not know, I just agree don't like it. with? I just, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan yeah. of any of the movies. Okay. Not even Thunderdome? Master Blaster. Master Blaster. You know what's good about Thunderdome is Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Master Blaster. And the the musical aspect. Yeah. And how it really doesn't take itself seriously. And these movies take themselves pretty seriously. And they're I just... I don't know about that. Too much. I don't know that they take themselves that seriously. I think you... I are take taking them too them seriously. Very yeah. seriously. Yeah. And I can tell that you're worried, but you're giving a backdoor exit for Anya, which is totally expected. Right, guys? Yeah. This backdoor okay. professional. I wish Let's there was drunk ease up context. on intern Mr. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You know, I you know, the Mad Max aesthetic is a turnoff for me. I liked Mad Max Fury Road. I thought it was awesome at the time. I enjoyed it. Have I watched it since then? When did it come out? Like seven, eight years ago? 2015. Yeah, no. Haven't gone back to it. If it was on, I probably wouldn't mind, but like I'm not jazzed for it. Hey. But there's something ugly about the world, and I can sort of see it just like putting someone off. Um, this is a good, a good tangent, though. Like you're saying... What's the short list? I'm curious what your short list is, what my short list is, what well, I already know what's on intern's short list. But <clears throat> of movies that you have actively rewatched since, you know, in the last ten years. That's an interesting side conversation. Doesn't have to happen now. Okay. Hmm. Inter- yeah, yeah, fair. Fair. <clears throat> um, how do I feel about this one? I don't know, man. So this is a prequel to Fury Road, right? Do this you have like it in you to make it epic? origin story what is it with australians (laughs) like they're so good for musicians but when they talk on screen it's just such a turnoff wow can't think seriously yeah that was racist yeah wow to my aussie brethren so amanda would you say that your trepidation um in that in that the total value or sum of your enjoyment that you received from Fury Road because it was limited to a one-off experience and because the aesthetic is really not there for you or doesn't jive with your with your mojo. Does that mean you're worried? I don't want to say I'm worried. I wouldn't go that far. I just don't think I'm going to seek it out. 
Mm, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch Furiosa unless, you know, intern tells me it's amazing. Which could mm. happen because I will go see it because Sanya's in it and that's going to happen. Because <laughs> he's honorable. Because you're honorable. Uh, you will say it's good. <laughs> you won't hold a grudge and maintain well, your position. If it's not good, I'll say that also. But Because mm. what I found most upsetting, and we've been over this in the past, but I found most upsetting is that you weren't willing to appreciate any of Fury Road. And there was a lot there that you could have like separated and appreciated. You were just like, I know, just that goddamn Bungie guitar guy came out, and I was like, fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Daniel, what say you? Uh, Charlize is not in it, so that's like a big plus right out of the gate for me. Because um, she's like the one part I don't like about Fury Road. <clears throat> she's the main part. Yeah. Like the guy, she is. Yeah, she is. But like, there's enough going on that I can kind of forget that. Um, so the fact that Anya is now playing her, that's great. Because now I can really settle in. And it's funny hearing that like the aesthetic is a turnoff because for me the desert, empty apocalypse vibe that for me is a turnoff almost always. I don't really like the original Mad Max movies that much. Um, but with Fury Road, they took that and like amped it up to this insanely beautiful level, I thought. So it's, it's not the desert. It's, it's like the aesthetic was, well, I mean, but that whole thing, the like leather spikes were all like jacked up on octane shit. and heavy metal and beautiful or desert landscapes, like the whole vibe. I get it. It's not I need a blood bag. I need a blood bag. Yeah. I, it was all so because because if you watch the original Mad Max movies, that all that shit's muted and it's few and far between. Like it's a lot of like boring crap and like oh, there's a dude in a leather vest with spikes on his head, and then a lot of boring crap. Yeah. Uh, so like this movie was like every single second was like some jacked up fucking crazy maniac. They really blew out the lore, having everybody live in caves and like different tribes of people, and yeah. uh, they gave everything life and like amped up all the colors and everything had a sheen on it that. Ugh. That scene of them going into the storm and everything is... You're jacking still, me off. You're jacking me off right one. now. I'm getting excited. <laughs> getting excited. Yeah, Nathan's a real one on this 151 here. But I do get that the story is sort of like a, a hook and bait or a bait and switch or whatever, which is like, hey, we all the way out here. I guess we're going back. And I think that they would be they would, they would would do well to... Uh, to do maybe, it different. Maybe mimic the, uh, the Thunderdome thing and actually make that because mm. the, the problem with the original Thunderdome, Thunderdome movie is that it's only it's only a smaller part of it. And there's this other whole B plot that's stupid and boring that no one cares about. What are you talking? Are you referring to Captain Walker? So they should just focus on. Are you referring to the Captain Walker subplot because that's the best part of the movie? They should just focus on all the like. They should have a fucking Captain uh, Walker. destruction derby. Okay, I also want to say one last thing. I'm excited. Good, that's the correct answer. Furiosa, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's eyes are really well suited to what George Miller does a lot with his like zooming in on people as they're staring at the onslaught that's coming towards them. So there's going to be some good shots of her like whoo, like whoo, moving her eyes, her gigantic eyes around, having them zoom in with all that dark makeup around them. It's going to look hot. It's going to be great. You're going to love it, intern. You're just going to jack you off. Okay, <laughs> let's get going. All uh, right. Is it not going to be me that'll jack me off? Trailer two. Well, in your mind, it might when be he, Anya, but it'll be your left hand. After when you he's sitting next to you in the theater and the, and, the, and the starts, he's just going to look at you and just start making the aggressive jerk-off motions. 
<laughs> we'll like sit far apart from each other with people in between us in the same aisle. Just like, hey, hey. <laughs> All right. Trailer number two. The teeter is drive away dolls. Drive away dolls. Here we go. Santos. Not on your life. Hello, girls. It's the last body shot competition, so we are going to salt you up. I've had it with love. I don't believe it's relevant to the 21st century lesbian. You're not wearing that. I just came from work. I came from Toledo. I don't dress like it. I'm not here to peddle my wares. I'm leaving town. I am too. That was my plan. Where are you going? Tallahassee, Florida. I've been unhappy. That's why we take this trip together, huh, babe? We get our act together together. Curly's Drive Away, Pennsylvania's most trusted name in car delivery. Curly here. Don't call me Curly. And your name Curly? My name is Curly. We just met. It's too familiar. We're here for the car. Wait a minute. You call with a drop-off in Tallahassee, and then these broads come in and say they're ready to go to Tallahassee. They drive the car instead of you. Is that bad? Bad if they find the goods. What? You should see what's in here. I bet it's locked. Understand that you're unhappy, sir. We will find and deliver the package. We just want your friends. You cannot relate to the public, which in the service profession is a big handicap. Did the two creeps find you? They know we have their stuff. Maybe we sell it back, shake them down. Are they like wanted or something? Oh no, they're not in trouble at all. I'm gonna help you break a big murder case. That is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I'm a cop. Who are you? Democrats. Well, you had a full day. Was it Drive Dolls Crazy? Dolls with Doll Baby? Hey, Doll Baby. Huh? It? Drive Away Dolls. Drive Away Dolls. <laughs> Amanda, worried or excited? Um, uh, I'm trying to figure out what Nathan expects me to say so he doesn't get all in a rage. (laughs) Um, okay. I have an issue with the trailer Hmm. because I feel like I just saw the whole movie. Oh, she has an issue with the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Better talk to the producers. Gotta get some uh, new trailer options. Um, I I feel like I saw way too much of the plot of the movie. Um, and so it's like, well, what am I going to sit through two hours for? 
<gasps> just shenanigans and hippy dippy women empowerment, men being dumb. I don't know. I, <laughs> I have my doubts. <laughs> Are you saying this uh, sounds too much like Barbie? Well, I have some good news for you. You okay. don't have to sit through two hours because it's only an hour and 24 minutes. Well, that helps. Tight. It's a Coen Brothers tight script. Well, this is Coen only Brother. one <laughs> only one of the Coen Brothers, which is interesting. Something that piqued my interest, for sure. And it looks fun. I thought it would be nice to have something less serious. But that's fine if you don't like it. <laughs> I'm excited. I like the vibe. <laughs> Anyone else want to take a shit on it? It's like uh, <laughs> Ethan got upset like about uh, Joel and Francis uh, getting all the headlines for his life's work. So he's like, I can, I can just write with somebody else. Hmm. Screw you, twin brother. Are they twins? I'll get. The, I don't know. They're twins. I'll get the director credit for the first time. Yeah. And the writing credit, which they both normally have. I like this Margaret Qualley girl, yeah. and I like. Um, Pedro Pascal and I like uh, what's her name Beanie the sister of uh, of what's his nuts from Booksmart yeah yeah Fre- Feinstein 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 but she's the sister of uh, ugh fuck it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll find him Jonah Jonah Hill he's Jonah Hill's sister they have different yeah, last names yeah she's oh. funny I do like her Jonah Hill's sister that's yeah. weird yeah. that's interesting I um, felt like I could smell this trailer could smell it yeah it smelled great didn't it is that going back to your opening uh tpp opening segments about smelling lesbians it's not like prosciutto <laughs> is this a reach around are we what? jack is it jacking you off <laughs> Wait, I, was, I was curious if i had a history of of equating like smelling a trailer to movies that had to do with like lesbians your uh, lesbian radar is strong. That would have been that would have been crazy if that was the case. Nor was I implying now that I was making that connection. It was just that generally the the trailer just looked kind of sweaty. <laughs> it's a real it's a real lumpy flesh dragger. <laughs> uh, but if I have previously made that connection, then maybe I was subconsciously making that connection now. Who knows? I have to reevaluate a lot of things after this podcast today. Well, I've heard <laughs> that you turn lesbians straight. <laughs> I've heard this about you. So maybe when you see lesbians, you're you're like, and you perk right up. Oh, like it's a primal thing. Like I'm yeah. like, I could change your. Like it's I a challenge. Her. Like you're being challenged. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> Jesus. I feel like I'm going to say I'm worried about this. And then like Nathan's going to see it and he's going to like it. And he's going to like try and maybe watch it down the road. So maybe I should just get out of the way now. I don't really, I don't know. So uh, you were talking about like the things that we've rewatched the most, and uh, since 2016, when I started the Letterbox account, the Coen Brothers are my second most watched writers. Oh, how how is this not surprising? I just bring up like a potential side conversation, and he's got spreadsheets and data. Yeah. Except when we need mm. him to have spreadsheets and oh, data. Yeah. Thank of you. Of course. Thank yeah. you, Amanda. Do you want to know who the number one? writer director is spotlight it's akira kurosawa oh you've watched i've watched spotlight 10 times since it's come out that's the most rewatched movie i've i've rewatched since we've done this whole thing god i think i've watched space mutiny like 
14 times in the last three months. <laughs> um, do you actually keep like your log like up to date? Like, yeah, it's all up to date. Like I watch this at 2 a.m. Yeah. After I watch a movie, I log it. That's good on you. Good on you. No, I appreciate that. You should access that for us more often. I made a Mark Ruffalo joke at the end of Now You See Me this today. Hmm? After it was over, I said, he knew and he let it all happen. And then I just kept <laughs> saying the line because I just watched Spotlight last night. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But what do you think about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> this movie looks great. I'm really excited. Okay. Let's move on. <sighs> all right. I might catch some flack for this next one because it's not like it's a thriller. It's not. You know, defined six months and you couldn't find a horror movie heavily as well. There were several options that were full horror, but all of them look like garbage. <laughs> so I wasn't excited Maybe about it. I'll be the judge of that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you would have, like imaginary. Like mm, mm. looks weak. And uh, there was a night swim one where there's only like one thing that was kind of interesting about it. And other than that, I was like, meh. So I went with something that I thought we would have more conversation. And it's uh, ISS. I-S-S. Here we go. excited about ISS. <clears throat> well, you're right. It's not a horror movie. Um, 
but the scenario is intense and interesting. Um, it has horror elements. They are in isolation. Yes. Yeah. That's why I think I think thriller is is maybe the the right word. Um, yeah. And so of course now they're going to be at each other's throats and distrusting of each other and a bunch of paranoia and everything's going to be super intense. And then the whole time there's bombs and stuff going off, which makes a really cool visual yeah. backdrop for everything to have. Terrifying scenario. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Emphasis on the word terrifying, as in horrific. Okay. They did going. say that uh, <laughs> in space they can hear you scream. Well, I don't think that quoting persuasion was lost on anyone. Wow. Going all the way back to Alien, another horror movie. Yeah, so yeah, there would have to be like an actual monster on board. Yeah, a creature, creature, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they are the monsters. Right. War. Okay. War is the monster. Uh, the only reason I'm not like jumping at excited on this is because uh, there's these interesting scenario movies pop up every once in a while. I catch them on Netflix or Prime, sort of like hidden in the background of things. And the concept is super cool and then they kind of like fail to deliver or they're or when they do deliver on it you're like oh oh i guess that resolved a little bit easier than i expected <laughs> um so i'm just i'm a little bit concerned that the back and forth tension or paranoia won't be enough um but it's very likely that if this like just comes, pops up on netflix i'm gonna see it yeah, you're honestly the most likely person to end up watching. Yeah, it. so I guess like I kind of have to stay excited because it's this, I'd probably be the first one to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, I'm excited. I think it's. Uh, I might actually watch this for all those reasons. Also, because it's uh, it looks like a quality horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just disgusting. I'm excited because this is actually a genre that I really like. The like, oh, we are a group of people who suddenly have significant interest in eliminating each other. Mm. It's very like survivorish, wouldn't you say, Nathan? I mean, it's like, um, it's like that submarine movie that I like so much. Black Sea. Yeah. Black Sea's a good one. Also mm-hmm. Crimson Tide. But Black yeah. Sea is probably more along the lines of this. Yeah. And I yes. love watching people turn against each other. Yeah, it's like they were having a merge feast at the beginning there. That's uh, how I feel every time I'm on this podcast. What? Do I'm going to turn on you? Everyone turns on me. Oh, this is so We're sad. With you, honey. <laughs> I'm I'm the Russians. I just made the first move. Okay. I guess you have to consider that they have to like overtake the other ones or the people on the ground are incentivized to just kill them all. Mm. Like we can't risk so if you can't take over the Russians, then we're just going to have to like, kill all of you because <laughs> we can't risk having that asset floating around out there. What are they coming home to? Yeah, it doesn't look that like too. a very good situation. There's a, there's a few questions here. They're probably like gang together and they're like, let's just jettison into deep space. Yeah. I thought a good way that you could have answered, Daniel, was to say, I was going to say excited, but because it's a violation of Fulcrum TPP standards, <laughs> I cannot... <laughs> Uh, this movie's definitely not jacking me off. <laughs> like that. Something like that. Did you have anything else to say, Andrew? I am uh, sadly not excited. Really? Any viable reasons? No, Cause I feel, should be because like I like space stuff. Uh, I just think that uh, Gravity did this and they did it the way I 
prefer? Gravity. Yeah. You're bringing up gravity. Yeah, that's actually terrifying. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Gravity. And Ghost Clooney. Yeah. Did anyone else here like the movie Gravity? I didn't see it. You didn't see Gravity? I think the point is that it's like apples and oranges. It's just like saying Gravity was a great space movie. I'm not ever going to be interested in anything in space again. I'm (laughs) usually interested in things in space, but of things in space that are terrifying, Hmm. you know? Okay. Okay. That's enough. I've heard enough. We are turning on you. That is happening. That's the goal. That is happening right now. Okay, this next one, everybody's going to turn on you. Because this is intern's entry for tonight. (laughs) This is Poor Things. Poor things. Here we go. This is Bella. Bye, bye. Bella, this is Mr. McCandles. Hello, Bella. No. She's an experiment. Good evening. Her brain and her body are not quite synchronized. But she's progressing at an accelerated pace. Tell me, where did she come from? I shall. For it is a happy tale. I am Bella Baxter, and there is a world to enjoy, circumnavigate. It is the goal of all to progress. Grow. A woman plotting her course to freedom. How delightful. Intern. Uh, what was it called? Poor, Poor things. things. Poor things, intern. Poor things. We're excited. So I think we need to start uh, our journey at the beginning with your ghost, Lanthimos. And we started with The Lobster on a Lost Trailers. Mm-hmm. And that movie, I recommend to everyone as a date movie. It's like the greatest date movie. And then we did A Killing of a Sacred Deer on the actual lineup. And this is another fantastic film, followed by The Favorite. We just keep watching him progress and, and grow as an artist. And this is exactly what's happening with all the characters. This is going to be a great time. The music sounds phenomenal. I cannot wait to listen and watch Poor Things. This just made the whole lineup worth me coming out for. I'm so thing- excited. The only thing Daniel and I remember about the killing of the sacred deer is that do you want general or whatever anesthesia? (laughs) That's all I remember about that movie is like how disturbing that was for me. Like what type of unconscious do you want want me to to pretend to be so so you you can can have sex with me? (laughs) What was the other one? Let's go through that list again of these. The lobster. lobster, Yes, that one was. uh, Yes, I was excited for that one. 
the killing of a sacred deer. Did you watch the lobster? I did not. Me I have not. either. You guys haven't seen it? What I was fuck? excited for it, but never watched it. I did watch Killing of a Sacred Deer, and the favorite was the, was the other one. Well, the favorite succeeded in making you dislike that queen role, but yeah, whatever. Listen. So entertaining. Andrew. Yep. Here's the problem, and I think this is, uh, I don't want to put words in the Texas Carver mouths, but I think that they're going to agree with this, that this reeks of Terry Gilliam, and you might be able to find this awkward, weird, speech, playful, strange acting in a strange Terry Gilliam world. You might find that interesting for 45 minutes. Maybe an hour and a half would be acceptable. But two hours and 21 minutes of this oh, that's like is short now. going to be unwatchable. It's like... Uh... Avatar and Killers of the Flower Moon are all like three and a half hours. I will be done with this. This is going to be like a short long walk before in the park. it's over. Worried. <clears throat> There's a good point Such on a the sad length, moment because I had been more like interpreting this as sort of a Wes Anderson's Frankenstein. Yeah. Um. Except better director. And it'd be nice to have an actual horror movie in the lineup. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, but that. <laughs> But then I had kind of came across the same problem as that, is that I, I, don't, I don't really want Wes Anderson that long either. Um, interesting that you point out Gilliam, because Gilliam is one of those guys also that I feel like conceptually and maybe sometimes even aesthetically lands it. And then the movie just like goes somewhere where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, wow, it's a tough one. You can smoke a joint kinda... and watch Brazil and get a lot out of it. But yeah. I don't know if you can do that here. The same as his other one. Was that Zero Everything or something? Oh, Jesus. Zero Theorem? I didn't watch that. Yeah, that one was similar. Uh, He's made a lot of the same movie as Brazil. Uh, Like, a lot of them have the same character names and shit. Like Zero Theorem and uh, Time Bandits. Thank God you were here. Yeah. And they're all about the despair of bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, Yurgos Lanthimos... His his movies are all different. They're very different from each other. Why don't you and, say uh, you should all watch The Lobster tonight? I think, I think you should say Yorgos Lanthimos maybe five or six more times. Yorgos Lanthimos. He's one Lanthimos. of the new directors that I have <laughs> in my director's section. That's fair. That's fine. I'm glad you like him. But I does mean, he make you weep like Miyazaki? No. <laughs> Nobody makes me weep like Miyazaki. <laughs> What do you think, Amanda? Is this jacking you off? No. What? <laughs> Amanda? I, okay. I think, I think Nathan is exactly right. I think I might find this amusing for a little while, and then I'll get tired of it, and then I'll get really annoyed at how ugly Emma Stone is. Strong. And her eyebrows are. Strong eyebrows. And, and I'll just get bored of it, and I'll also get bored of, like, the, another, like, woman awakening but in like a i don't know cartoony way yeah mm. you know nathan I, and i, I just... are gonna go watch this on christmas it is right you see because you, you, that's the same formula that we see here again is like woman awakening empowerment and then dumb dudes because mark ruffalo looks yeah. like he's dumb as dirt <laughs> and christopher abbott is in this movie two times two two b's two t's that man yeah, oh. and so didn't the favorite have like really obnoxious like camera work or something no just the queen was really obnoxious. Yeah. Queen oh. Queen wasn't bad. I didn't mind the queen. Or sorry, the favorite. I didn't mind the favorite. But it it also didn't blow me away. It was just like, eh, whatever. 
I feel like there's something about his, this person's movies that I find like off putting. Oh yeah, you would. All of them are like that. They are off putting. Then that's I don't want it. <laughs> Which is my cup on. of tea. I want to be jacked off. You want to be on putting? <laughs> she wants to be jacked off. It's not jacking no. her off. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right, five hole, Argyle. Argyle that already came out, my man. <laughs> Argyle has not come out. Argyle. Here we go. I certainly hope you dance as well as you dress. There's only one way to find out. You and I, we're not so different. Agent Argyle. Little help? Hold on. It's called a cliffhanger, Mother. Ellie, it's called a cop-out. Whoa, hey, there's a cat in there. Oh my God, you're Ellie freaking Conway. Author of Argyle series, Ellie Conway. I am such a fan. Oh yeah, what is it you do? Espionage. Would you sign my book? Here we go. this book come on People. Real life spies. Why would they care about me? Because you're a goddamn fortune teller, Ellie. When you wrote your new book, actually happened, and you kicked a hornet's nest you didn't even know existed. I'm in some really big trouble, Mom. Oh, so now you're experimenting with drugs. I want all assets on them now. I need her to write the next chapter. God, I hate that cat. It's time for you to meet the real Agent Argyle. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Argyle. Worried or excited, I am going to throw it to our resident Cavill expert, Amanda, for this one. Please take it away. They have put two of my favorite men in the same movie. We have put Sex God Cavill next to Sam Rockwell, who if I could ever cast a man to play my husband's life, that's who it would be. Jacking me off! jacking me off hard (laughs) it looks zany 
and silly and fun. We've got Catherine O'Hara. Just I, I see nothing wrong with this. We've got a a stupid cat flying around for no reason. Just comedic relief all over the place. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a, a disappointment, but I, the trailer looks so fun, and I am very excited. <clears throat> this is not the trailer I expected from the descriptions of the movies that of the movie that I've seen. You know, come across my feeds and stuff. This looks hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went on like a weird whiplash journey with this trailer because I was like, all right, we got Cavill. And then I was like, Cena. I like Cena, but it's weird to see him with Cavill. Okay. And then when we got on the train, once we revealed that that was like her writing or whatever, but then I guess it's also real. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and, and we have uh, Rockwell in disguise. I thought it was Will Forte. Uh-huh. So, oh shit! They've got Will Forte doing all this like crazy action, you know, combat and shit. And then it was Rockwell, and I was like, oh, I fucking love Rockwell. If there's anybody to make me go, yeah, yeah, Cavill, that's Rockwell. Um, and I always felt like he deserved his like night and day, his comedic spy thriller. Um, and I think he's even done maybe one or two, but they're just like ah, they don't do it. I feel like this one maybe is gonna do it. I'm excited about this. And there's a bunch of other people in there too that I care about, which is great. So this looks fun, excited. Rockwell was just recently in like Mr. Right, I think, and en- it was entertaining. Enjoyed it. It was really yes. good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think you know, aligning with interns' evaluation of the director involved and Yorgos Lanthimos and the, I guess he did uh, and Kickass the, and, and the blah, uh, blah 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 blah. Kingsman. This is Matthew Vaughn, and everything that Matthew Matthew Vaughn has made has been quality. And uh, very explains why Sam Jack is in there. Entertaining and yeah, Samuel Jackson. Like maybe maybe it's time to fuck off. Maybe <laughs> he is. Yeah, but at least yeah. it's like this time it's he's part of the director's like corral. That's true. Uh, we now have a new a new actress on uh, on the docket forever, uh, being Dua Lipa. Right. This is uh, Dua Lipa. Pop, pop music pop star going to acting. Right, yeah. Who's who's that? She's the one at the beginning who asks him if he knows how to dance. Oh, no. She's the bad yeah, guy. Yosef yeah. Logathmos. <laughs> is this yeah, is this woman related to Yorgos? No. Y- Yorgos Lo- Lotho Lo- Locomotive? She's like a huge pop star. Oh. Yeah, she's Danish. Singer. Oh, she's Danish. Oh, does she calm? No. <laughs> Doesn't do any calming. Okay. Well, um it's dance music. Yeah, she's done a lot of. Mu- oh, she was a she was a Barbie, a, a rendition of Barbie yeah, and Barbie. She, she was, was the one uh, of the Barbies. The mermaid. Who else is jacked off right now? Pregnant I'm Barbie. jacked off. This 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 is this is leaving us all jacked off. This I'm, is a good highlight. I'm jacked show. up and I'm jacked off, and I'm going to ask you guys: this Have you watched Far Away? Jacked off. Yo, I'm going to be a jerk off. Circle, everyone here. Oh, yeah, jacked. me jack off. Me jack off. <laughs> Just a second. Just a second. Let me let, let me get this out. Um, uh, have you guys seen the latest Kingsman, the the prequel Kingsman? No, the oh. Kingsman. <laughs> As a warm up for this, you should dive into that because that's that was great. It was really good. It'll get you in the mood for Matthew Vaughn. It's uh, got that Russian guy in it. Oh no, it's just a great. What's his good. Name? Who is that? I enjoyed the last the, the prequel Kingsman. I kind of enjoyed yeah. it more than the other Kingsman. Ra ra Rasputin. I liked the lover of the Russian queen. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm into it. <clears throat> 
Well, that was so fun, and we'll see you guys in June. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. Um, we got to squeeze 149 more episodes in before June. We'll see. We'll see how you guys feel about things. You know, we'll we'll check in. We'll see if you need to jack off or get jacked. Well, it's evident. Jack in and jack ex- off. That you're expecting us to come back since Dune was not in this lineup. Well, yeah. Dune 2 was in the last lineup. Oh, was it? We did it in June because I thought it was the last episode we were ever going to do. Mm. So I'm surprised to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm jacking off. It's all good. We're all... Uh, we're all. It's, in, <laughs> it, it's in the black. We're in the black right now. So... <laughs> It's all bonus. If you guys want to do more, we can do more. If not, then uh, the cool billion can go fuck themselves. That's right. <laughs> I said it. They can go jack themselves off. We do yeah, enough. Of, we do enough work around here. Got <laughs> <laughs> a lot anyway. of balls. Oh, that's another movie I saw for the first time. <laughs> what? Ladybugs. Oh. I've never seen Ladybugs. Rodney Dangerfield is just in motion all the time. He never stops moving, ever. Uh, is he coked just, up? Just coked yeah. up and also just like weird nervous guy. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the coke. Yes. <laughs> yes. The whole thing is just cocaine. You I just, can imagine that guy. Just That's all he did is my assessment <laughs> of him. Andrew, you got anything to add? I'm not. Oh, good. You're welcome. That's great. Good stuff. <sighs> I'll give it one last, uh, one last little clip as a sign-off. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and, and you build a following. It takes a long fucking time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? 